Chapter 32 I think you might need another sheet of paper soon. Kyrtai told Silverbell as she managed to squeeze another sentence into the last bit of white space she could find. Silverbell had filled the whole piece of paper, front and back, with the smallest handwriting she had ever managed. It was everything that seemed important, and things that seemed unimportant but might one day be important, and things that were definitely unimportant but that she still didn't want to forget about because she didn't like not knowing things, even unimportant things. Don't have time. Silverbell dropped the pen on the piano and hurriedly began to fold up the sheet of paper. That's one heck of a hello note. The pianist offered an impressed smile and a merry chord beneath his fingers. What can I say? I'm a gracious greeter. Silverbell made her own attempt at a wink, but it was really more of a staggered blink. Whatever it was, the pianist accepted it with a gracious nod. Well, my dude, I think this is goodbye. Uh, I thought it was hello. He said, quite surprised indeed. The note wasn't for you, she explained, putting her violin back in its satchel and pulling it back onto her shoulder. No goodbye notes? Nope, just hello. Then allow me to play you out. The pianist said, not unkindly, and as Silverbell walked to the stairs that led off the stage, the tune beneath Kai or Tai's fingers shifted, and suddenly he was bringing to life a song she had heard before, a song she had played before, and a song that followed her wherever she went. I know that song. Silverbell stopped in her tracks in the aisle of empty seats. Yes, you do. Tai or Kai said knowingly. It's the music maker melody. It's part of who we are. It's inside all of us. The pianist played through the familiar notes and familiar tune. As Silverbell stood pensively, it had always been with her. She had played it on her violin. Louis had played it on his flute. Poem had sung it. It had come naturally to all of them, just as naturally as breathing or smiling. All of us, the young man repeated. Silverbell looked up to the pianist whether he be Kai or Tai. He wasn't looking at her, but instead down at the keys, staring on the ivory and ebony like they were old friends. The pianist said nothing else, no goodbye or hello, but simply played on. And so Silverbell simply walked on as the music maker Melody played her out. Yet it was not so easy to leave. Nothing was easy for Silverbell Smith, for when she reached the front doors of the Finale Theater, the safest place in the world, she found them to be locked. Of course, she suddenly remembered. Her father had mentioned the only way to get in or out was with a key, but hope was not so quickly lost. Silverbell Smith had one of those. She had almost forgotten about it plopping out of thin air in the charred version of the theater's lobby out in the real world. She hadn't ended up needing to know what it was for since they had dashed through Louis's timely portal, but now, with no portal and no Louis, she had to rely on only the gifts of her own instrument. And so, pulling it from the pocket where it had been this whole time, Silverbell brandished the key, slid it into a keyhole that had most certainly not been there before, and unlocked the pit and the real world just behind the doors. The first thing she saw when she walked outside was sunlight as the first rays of morning crept over the ugly, squat little town of Coda. The first thing she heard when she stepped outside was the melody of the music makers, following her from the theater behind, out into the crisp, cool morning. And the first thing she remembered was everything. She had expected to immediately find herself bewildered, confused, lost, 
just like the little girl she had been a year or so ago. But with her first step outside the finale theater, Silverbell found that she remembered her mother and her father and Louis Barimbe. She remembered the pit and the music makers just behind her, and she remembered her goal. There was a music maker still lost in the world. She had to follow the music. Yet with her second step, the sun grew brighter, and the music grew fainter, and the memories began to blur. She still remembered her mother and her father, but she suddenly couldn't tell you their names. She remembered Louis and his big eyes, but just what color they were, she suddenly could not say. But she still remembered her goal. There was a music maker still lost in the world. She had to follow the music. Then came the third step, and the fourth step, and the fifth and sixth and seventh. The sun was high above the village of Coda. The morning now fully arrived. There was no longer the sound of a piano playing in her ears. Only birds singing from tumbling rooftops. And like waking up from a dream, Silverbell became acutely aware that she may have just lived a vivid life that was slipping away from her. My name is Silverbell Smith, she whispered to herself. I'm twelve years old. Twelve years old. Twelve-year-olds should have parents, she knew. But she couldn't think of any. Couldn't picture any. I have a violin and I have a bow. They are secrets. She reached around and touched the side of the satchel on her back. My mom's name is... There was so much already missing. My dad's name is... Moments ago she had known more. But what she had known was drifting away from her. She wanted to reach out and grab the thoughts as they vanished like stars in daylight. I knew this would happen, she whimpered. But having known that something frightening was going to happen didn't make it any better. I knew this would happen, she asked herself. She had known this would happen. She could feel it in her bones. But why had she known it would happen? She wrapped her arms around herself in a tight hug and suddenly felt something in the pocket of her shirt. Curiously, she pulled it out and found it to be a piece of paper folded six times. Opening it slowly, she was greeted by the sight of ink on paper. But instead of words, it was merely smudges and smears, as if the ink had been crying tears in her pocket. I wrote it all down. She could remember holding the pen, but not what she had written, or why she had written it, or even what she had been pressing on when she had written it. I wrote what down? She asked herself of the paper and the world. Silverbell suddenly found that her hands were shaking, and her heart was pounding, and her eyes were filling with tears. She couldn't remember her family. She couldn't remember her friends. But there was one thing she could remember. She had been lost and afraid before. Just like this. Wandering a city. But not this city. She had been lost in the world before. She was lost in the world now. And then she heard a memory, clearly in her mind. There was someone else like her, lost in the world. That's why she was here. She just had to do one thing. But what was it? What was the thing she had to do? Silverbell squeezed her eyes shut tightly, trying to focus when suddenly she heard it. A rhythm leading out into the world all around her, like a cobblestone path or a river rolling along. I just have to follow the music she told herself, and follow it, she did. <laughs>